But yeah, um, with all that aside, um, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, this is Made in EDH. Uh, we're in a, uh, I guess, chuckly mood today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're doing part two today of uh, Friction Burn uh, Red Legends. Uh, this is Chris. <laughs> and this is Kayla. Oh, sorry, our introduction's a little weird. We're, we're having some fun today, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing the top five of Red Legends today. And Kayla, would you like to start us off with what you have for number five? Sure. Um, number five, I'm going to go with Grenzo Havoc Razor. Um... He costs two red, and he's a 2-2 goblin rogue. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, choose one. Go to target creature that player controls, or exile the top card of that player's library. Until the end of turn, you may cast that card, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. Another rogue deck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool, though, that you kind of get this, like, impulse play off your opponent's deck thing. Yeah, and it's for whenever any creature deals combat damage to a player, so obviously with goblins, you can have a ton of goblin tokens, so that could get out of hand really quickly. You know, this is one of those decks that's I have to say is a bit out of the color pie, because yeah, you're technically stealing things, which is sort of a red thing, but it also kind of isn't. Yeah, because usually you steal something and then exile it at the end of the turn, so... Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about the deck tech here of... Well, obviously you're playing a ton of tokens or a bunch of, like, hasty boys, right? Yeah. Um, so, so if you have, like, Krinko, old Krinko, you know, tap, add, put in, like, X red goblins equal to number of goblins you control, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you have, if you have, like, over 100 goblins, let's say. Let's say you've, you've gotten to this point and nobody has a board wipe in hand and it's just gotten out of control and you have Grenzo. You swing at one person, if they don't have the blocks, even if they have, like, 200 life total, maybe it's, like, an Orlo deck or something, you just milled them out of the game in red. Yeah. <laughs> from attacking. It's pretty spicy. Like, it's, I think it's kind of funny, because, like, that's not a red thing to be, it's kind of got this, like, mill tech, also making everything attack is more like, that's a very red thing, but, like, the mill effect is really funny to me, that you could actually, if you built it in the, I swing all the time, and I play off of your guys' decks kind of attack. Yeah. Like... I think this deck could get out of control very quickly. Yeah, it really can. <laughs> and it's funny that it plays that way because, like, that's more like a black-blue thing, right? Like, I'm yeah, getting rid of... Yeah, especially in rogues. 
Yeah. It's it's a bit weird. Um, definitely not a red thing to do. Is there any like highlight cards you'd throw in the deck? Um no, just goblin token generators really. Your standard goblin. So Krinko Krinko. <laughs> yeah, pretty um, much. Um the jumpstart goblin, can't remember its name. Yeah. Just insert goblin tribal. I also play your deck dot. Yep. Yeah, see? <laughs> so that deck's pretty straightforward. You just go go attack, um, make your opponents miserable because you're also playing their decks. <laughs> um, and also you're going to tell them to attack each other and not you. Yep. Because it goads all their creatures, right? Or is it just one? Um, it's go target creature, I believe. Okay, it is a target creature. Uh, yeah. So that's a little bit more tricky, but I mean, there's so many like red goat effects anyway, so you could even just slot that into the deck and not care too much, I think. Mm hmm. So, should we move on to the next one? Yeah, what do you have? Um,. So I have a few today, and I like them all. Uh, I think I'll start with probably the worst on my list for the five I have remaining. <laughs> and you know me, I have to always talk about this variance, <laughs> which is a chroma. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a chroma Angel of Fury. Five colorless, triple red. Um, she is a 6-6 six, six angel with a lot of abilities. You better sit yourself down. Um, <laughs> one, this spell cannot be countered. It has flying trample protection from white and blue and has a fire breathing effect, which is pay one red. A chroma gets plus one plus O oh until end of turn. And you can funnel as much red mana as you have to, to that effect. But there's also one more effect on here, which is Morph. And that means uh, you can pay three mana, cast this face down as a 2-2 creature for three colorless, turn it face up any time for its Morph cost, and its Morph cost is three colorless and triple red. So, knocks off basically two mana off of her actual cost. Can you play commanders as their morph cost? You know, that is an actual question I'm glad you asked, because yes, you can. Because hmm. it, does, it doesn't have the stipulation that sometimes it says, do this from your hand, you know, that some cards have. Yeah. This one does not specify that, so yes, you could actually morph her from the command zone into play. But you're not fooling anybody with your morph, and morphs are only 2-2, two two, so eh, unless you have some way to protect her pretty quickly, she's going to get pretty quick removed. Yeah. That's a little risky. Yeah. 
and I don't think there's actually a ton of like mono red morph either. Yeah. Force energy. I just love a chroma. Um, I'm gonna look up morphs for red and see if there's anything because <laughs> that'd be kind of funny. If, oh, there is actually quite a decent amount. Uh, yeah, there's actually a bunch. I'm surprised we haven't seen more morph cards in recent sets. Yeah, morph. Well, I mean, morph kind of came back around during the cons of Tarkir's cycle. Um. And Megamorph is okay. I think it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, you can actually run Fortune Thief in the deck, too. Like, so, yeah, you just, like, morph her down. But, like, if you have a bunch of morphs in play, like, unless they have a way to figure out which morph is which, because they, they can be like, okay, you just morphed your commander into play. Which one is it? And you can be like, it's face down. I don't have to reveal to you which one it was. Yeah. So you make this guessing game of your opponents trying to remove it, or like they just try to board wipe you. I think that'd be kind of a fun deck as the guessaroo game. Mm-hmm. And some of them are kind of like they're gotcha morphs in red. Some of them are. Like Imperial Hellkite. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um that's five colorless. Red and a red. Uh, six six dragon with flying and morph. Uh, it's three colors to morph it face down, but its actual morph cost is six colors and double red. So it's a little bit more expensive to morph it face up. But because it has an effect, which is when Imperial Hillcate is turned face up, you may search your library for a dragon card to reveal it and put it into your hand if you do shuffle your library. Hmm. So you can basically put in some snazzy dragon, and then boom, you can search it out. Yeah, that's pretty strong. And uh, then you have like Ash Cloud Phoenix, which is pretty nice to add into the deck. You could do a lot of like really crazy like morph things. Uh there's some colorless morph cards too. I think it could be an interesting deck. You could do some like like weird morph tribal a little bit, but there's not like a ton. I think there was like maybe 20 cards that had morph, including Megamorphs. So there's not a lot there. But then, like, you could just build it as a little bit of, like, a Vol Voltron <laughs> deck and just, like, suit up a morph creature and bait them into killing it and actually that not being your commander. Just, but yeah. it's a threat because you're suiting it up with all these equipments. <laughs> like, uh, Embercleave... The number the number one red equipment all star from standard. Oh god. <laughs> huh. 
So I think you could play a pretty interesting deck. I think the deck's kind of mana hungry, so you do need mana rocks to help it out. Yeah. Or like the ramp, red ramp stuff, but like you probably want rocks because Akroma's not cheap. So, like I said, she's probably not the best commander. <laughs> but I love Akroma, so she's kind of higher up on the list for me because I'm a I'm an Akroma fan. So, yeah, she's really cool. Yeah, and I love I love all the art variants they've given Akroma over the years, including the red and the white. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, moving on to number four. What do you have? Um, let's see. I had Orbran Thane of the Red Fell. Um, he cost one and three red. He's a two-four dwarf noble with the ability. If a red source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent that opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus two instead. Man, another that's a standard old star right there too, back in back when yeah. that set dropped. He just does it's, so much damage. It's a strong card. Yeah, like he goes he goes really fast and I think like you just add all the damage doublers in the deck. So like Furnace of Wrath, Dictate of the Twin Gods, uh Curse of Bloodletting, uh Fiery Emancipation. Uh you just you just make your opponents just die. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, you don't even... It doesn't even require much. You, of course, need some really good impulse draw so you can just keep going, though. I think it's one of the hard things about this deck. And most red decks in general is they have the very bad problem of running out of steam. Yeah, that's true. I think with him, you, like, obviously build your fast red deck. Maybe try to take one person out at least <laughs> yeah you know i was just thinking about something kayla hmm. so like you're worried about running out of steam right yeah so so red has that problem so far we've talked about a bunch of red commanders but one of them was kind of out of place we talked about it literally just um a couple seconds ago grenzo right oh yeah so why don't we just play Grenzo in every single deck? Because he's technically card draw. Granted, it's card draw off your opponents, but, you know... You're still, still able to play the cards. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I think that's just like... I think Grenzo actually is a staple for pretty much most red decks. Because that impulse drawing effect is huge. We only cost two to play, so... Yeah. He's quick to get out, and he's always going to be decent. Like, I don't think there's a situation where Grenzo isn't good early. Yeah. And even late game, if you have a bunch of creatures, and like, you can only get like one in at a time, but you'll like lose some creatures doing so, it's like, still, that's you're still getting some sort of value. 
So I think he just goes in with the with uh Tor Torbar, right? Uh Torbran? Yeah. Torbran. Yeah. Um he just like goes in with Torbran because like he's already attacking, which means he's gonna do that extra damage from Torbar. And then you're you're just playing your opponent's top card of their deck. <laughs> That's pretty vicious. Yeah, it's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you also do like a bunch of those other add like damage cards in red because there's a bunch of them. You know. Yeah. And there's a bit of draw in red if you want to keep your deck going. Yeah. Uh, so, like, there's things like Ember Ma Hellion. It's a three colors, double red. Trample, four, five. If another red source you control would deal damage to a permanent or a player, it deals that much damage plus one to that permanent or player. So, it's just, if you do the, like these kind of like big like addy damage things, I think this deck could be really vicious. Yeah. Um, like, even, um, like, you could do a lot of crate, you could do a lot of stacky damage, and you could do, like, things like Flame Blade Angel, where, like, if your opponents deal damage to your permanent you control, you burn them, so, like, you just play this big game of numbers against players. The most mathiest of red decks, I'll say. <laughs> Um, no, flame Blade Angels, four colors, double red. Angel, four, four, flying. Uh, whenever a source an opponent controls deals damage to you or permanent you control, you may have Flame Blade Angel deal one damage to that source's controller. Yikes. <laughs> so it's like, now your opponent, do they, do they even try to Blasphemous Act when they can just eat a bunch of damage here? Yeah. So I think this is like a bunch of like calculated damage deck. So you're running only really good, efficient burn in the deck for from creature attacks and spells. So like, of course, you're running like Lightning Bolt or even like Arc Blade. I mean, Arc Blade's really slow, but the reoccurring damage could add up over time. And you could just do a bunch of just... There's a lot of ways you could take this deck. You could even just go with the... Like, he's the only creature in the deck and it's just all burn and draw to keep me going. Yeah. And then you could run things like um, the Immortal Sun since you could probably like skip not running a Planeswalkers just so you can get extra card draw. 
reduces the the cost of your spells, boosts your team, draws you an extra card each turn, and it disables super friend decks. That's not a cheap card, though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Mortal Sun sitting at like forty dollars now. Wow. The Immortal Sun, six colorless legendary artifact. Players can't activate Planeswalker's loyalty abilities. You draw an additional card on your draw step. Spells you cast cost one less to cast, and creatures you control get plus one, plus one. This just, um, I think this card is pretty strong. I think you could include this in pretty much any deck, and it's good. But mm -hmm. you do kind of have to make sure you're not running a lot of super friends, aka like uh, planeswalkers. As people refer to planeswalkers as super friends, for those of you who don't know. Um, but this is just this is a pretty big staple card. I think if you're not playing walkers, I think you need to include this into your deck. I think it's a pretty big staple. What do you think? Yeah, I think. It really shuts down your opponents pretty good. Yeah. So, anything else you want to include for that one? Nope, I think that's pretty straightforward. But you don't really want to run a ton of artifacts in the deck, you probably, like, that's probably like one of the few, but otherwise you're running just pretty much straight red for red source damage. Mm -hmm. Alright. Well, Kayla. This next what one... You got? This next one, I want you to tell me how this deck is built. Since I've told, I've kind of given some ideas for these other ones, I want to pick your brain and see what you do with this. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a newer card from Modern Horizons 2. Yes, we probably could go back and do the Legends, include some of the Legends that we missed because Modern Horizons 2 kind of came out during our time for this, but this one I really liked when I saw it come out. And that is Captain Ripley Vance. Two colorless, one red, Legendary creature, human pirate. Whenever you cast your third spell each turn, put a 1-1 counter on Captain Ripley Vance, and it deals damage equal to its power to any target, and Rip Captain Ripley Vance starts as a 3-2. Now, Kayla, how would you build this deck? Um, I'd put a lot of, like, target creature gets like like infuriate so target creature gets plus three plus two until end of turn um those spells are usually pretty cheap and then you can get your third spell out and yeah deal a lot of damage so lots of pretty quick little draw cards bunch of low cost deck so this is probably what you would say like the most efficient red deck you could build? Yeah. 
Because you don't need high cost to win because your commander is your high cost to win. Yeah, there's a ton of low cost like target creature gets insert amount of stronger here. <laughs> Isn't there one that like doubles the power of your creature? There is. Um, I can't remember what it was. I will pull it up for you. I think that's a big thing in here. Um, Unleash Fury. A colorless and a red instant. Double the power of Tart Creature until end of turn. Hmm. There's also one called Fatal Frenzy. Um, it's an instant until end of turn. Target creature you control gains trample and gets plus X plus zero where X is its power. And then sacrifice it at the end of turn. So if you're just looking to win the game, I guess, basically. With all that command damage, you don't really care if it's sacrificed. Yeah. And do you just, like, run cantrips, basically? For yeah, the next I would... Just keep going? That's what I would probably do. Let's see here. Do, do, do. Oh my gosh. What? Uh, I think this is a reprint. Uh, but it's from Commander Legends. It's a common. This thing is nasty. It's a Fist of Flame. A colorless and a red instant. Draw a card. Until end of turn, target creature gets gains trample and gets plus one, plus O oh for each card you've drawn this turn. Wow. That's huge. <laughs> so you draw, you do like Cathartic Reunion, Fist of Flame, and then you unleash Fury? Mm, I think you need to draw cards beforehand, and then Unleash Fury needs to be the second spell, and then it. No, no, it doesn't have to be. You can do another spell, and then Unleash Fury on the stack while the commander's ability goes on the stack, and then boom. Big damage. Yeah. And then it's a huge trampler on top of that. Oof. Um, Ignorant Bliss is actually pretty good in this deck. Remove all cards from your hand from the game, and at the end of turn, return those cards to your hand, and then draw a card. There's also equipments, like Mask of Memory. Mm, Mask of Memory. That is one people, like, skip upon, I think. Mm-hmm. 
They're like rogues gloves. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot you can do f with this deck. Um, Baldovian Rage is actually pretty good. It's X and red instant. Target attacking creature gets plus X plus O until end of turn, and then draw at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. Mm. So I feel like this is like a big like combat trick deck. Right? Is that kind of where you were going? Uh, yeah, that's that's where I would go with it. I I think I approve of that, because that sounds pretty cool. I saw that commander and I was just like, Captain Ripley Vance sounds like a fun deck. It's fast mm -hmm. cantrips, mono red, go, 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 go. <laughs> Probably one of the most inexpensive decks you could build. Yeah. Very yeah, th red deck. Yeah, like I think you could build it with a lot of really good cantrippy, like boosty power cards without putting the deck really over $50. Yeah. So yeah, that was my number four. Going on to number three, what do you have? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Heartless Hidesugu. Um, he is a three and two red, four three ogre shaman. And his ability is tap Heartless Hidesugu deals damage to each player equal to half that player's life total rounded down. Ouch. So, I mean, it also deals damage to you as well, but it just makes the game really quick. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are scared if you play this. Um, is that command damage? No. Okay. Back in the old say. days, it would have been, but that's no longer a thing. That would have um, been uh, messed up. <laughs> yeah, um, back in the... Um, yeah, back in the good old days of Niv-Mizzet Supreme Ducks. Those were a nightmare. Um, so I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so this thing halves your life total and everybody's. Oh my gosh. I don't know how expensive this card is, but that card is what you include in the deck. <laughs> but based on what it is, I think it's horrendously expensive. What is it? Uh, yeah, it's only it's only like a couple hundred dollars. Oh, okay. 
But this this is a fun thing to include in the deck. Uh, ask your play group for proxies. It's expensive, but hey. I'm pretty sure if you play this card, everyone's going to get rid of it fast because they're not going to like it. Which is <laughs> Alibaba, um, Alibaba's, uh, Alibaba's carpet. I can't speak. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, it's a 5-cost artifact with an activated ability of 5 colorist tap prevents all damage done to you uh, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn by attacking creatures without flying. I'm yeah, sorry. that's evil. Um, hmm. How could this work? Oh, oh, that's how this works. Okay, okay. You have to really jump through some hoops to get this to work. <laughs> so, Kayla, I I figured out a way to do it, but it requires okay. a ton of mana. But I know how to do it. Which is, you put Ombra Mantle on Heartless Hedesugo, right? Okay. Which untaps it, so you declare him as an attack at somebody. Yeah, you need a lot of untapped. You'll need 8 mana to do this. Which I'm not thrilled about saying, because that's a lot in red. You could untap him after declaring him as an attack at somebody. And then you could tap the carpet. Prevent all damage that he would deal to you this turn, tap him, and nuke everybody else's life toll while your still stays where it is. <laughs> because all it checks is, per is damage dealt by attacking creatures, which that's the errata that they gave it. Which it's weird, it doesn't say combat damage. It just says prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn by attacking creatures without flying. So, it's attacking, you untap it, you tap its ability, and then you can Alibaba carpet it because it's attacking. And it doesn't specify attacking you on the card. There's also a card <laughs> from Mirage called Bone Mask. It's an artifact. Pay to tap, prevent all damage to you from any one source. For each one damage prevented this way, remove the top card of your library from the game. Yeah. I Which mean, is risky. Ouch. <laughs> but if you're dealing that much damage, yeah. Um, I do also have some other solutions. Um, Batterbone from Modern Horizons 2. It's a living... E living weapon to drop artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, has vigilance and lifelink. Uh, Luxon uh, Warhammer has lifelink and trample. Uh, gives it plus three, plus zero. Oh, three drop, three equip. Uh, Bathos Callers and one sphere. drop. Huh? There's Dark Sphere, and it's a zero cost artifact. Uh, tap. 
sacrifice it to prevent half of the damage done to you by a single source rounded down. So you could half yeah. the half that you're getting dealt. Yeah. Or you could just go the equipment lifelink route. True. And then Heartless Hedesugo is now, oh, I have my life soul. That's okay, I'm taking half of all of yours plus mine again. <laughs> and adding it to my life total. There doesn't seem to be a ton of lifelink equipment, so it might be a little tricky. There's like four. Most of them aren't too expensive except for Batter Skull, which is sitting at 10 bucks, which is actually surprisingly low for what it used to be. Yeah. I think the reprint from Double Masters kind of hurt it. But... Otherwise, I think that deck's pretty fun. <laughs> You're just nuking everybody <laughs> with activated effect. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun deck. Do you just include, like, Illusionist Bracers in there, too? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know what? There's also that new red equipment that does the same thing from uh, the newest Strixhaven Commander set. Uh, Battle Mages Bracers. It's two colorless, a red artifact equipment. Equipped creature has haste, and whenever an activated ability of equipped creature is activated, if it's not a mana ability, you may pay one colorless. If you do, copy it and choose new targets for the copy. Yikes. <laughs> so that's just like puts everyone like what? Because isn't is it rounded up or down the damage? Uh... Let me see. I think it's rounded down. Yeah, rounded down. Okay, so with the with copying the effect, everyone just be at like one life total. <laughs> Make a lot of people really angry. And then, uh, like, I don't know, there's tons of red with ways to just be like, I deal one damage to everybody. Could do some really fun things with that deck. Yeah. So that was, what, number three for you? Yep. What'd you have? Um. Well. Uh, give me a second here, because apparently it's a double-sided thing, so. Oh. Uh. Give me a sec, because it's not pulling up the second side, so I need to fix that. Um, I picked Barf, um, God of Fury, two colorless, red, red, legendary creature, God, 5-4, has Trample, and whenever a creature or planeswalker an opponent controls is dealt excess non-combat damage, Torf deals damage equal to the excess to any target other than that permanent. Uh, wow. That's the front side. Uh, there's a back side of it, which I would never use, but just because it's there is way to mention it. Uh, which is Tarf's Hammer. 
One colorless, one red. Legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature has plus one, uh, has a colorless and a red. Unattached Torf's hammer. It deals three damage to any target. Return Torf's hammer to its owner's hand. Equipped creature gets plus three, plus O, oh, as long as it's legendary. Hmm. So, I know what I'm doing for this deck. I wonder if you can pick up what the theme is of what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know yet. So, um, I'm going to tell you there's. I'm going to include all the red swords into this deck. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, like, sword, fire, and ice, sort of um, snoo and what's the old Modern Horizons one called? I don't remember. War and Peace. Um, I think that's all of them. Because they haven't made yeah. a red and green one yet. Um, but you just include all those swords. With that hint, what do you think I'm doing? Um, equipment? <laughs> Those are the only equipment in the deck. Trample? No. I don't know. <laughs> I will tell you an enchantment. I want you to pull it up. Um, repercussion. Let's see. Whenever a creature is dealt damage, repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller. Mm-hmm. That's a colorless, a red, and a red enchantment. So, you kind of get where I'm going with this deck now? Mm, creature damage? <laughs> you bet it. So Blasphemous <laughs> Act is a win condition. That's scary. So if I have Repercussion in play, Torolf, and a Blasphemous Act, I would love to give Torolf Pro Red so I don't burn myself to death. And I'm just going to run all the red burn creature effects. Field burn. Oof. Because if any of creatures are excess damaged this way, the excess damage transforms into extra damage from Torolf. Extra, extra damage. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let's say somebody has like a token board state, right? Like they have like 20 sapperlings or something. Mm -hmm. So if I blast them this act with their huge token field, they get dealt 13 damage for each token they have. Yikes. <laughs> and if they're not big beefy things, Torolf's effect goes off, and I get to throw the excess damage at all my other opponents' faces. That's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, it's a I burn all the creeps alive deck. And also, in doing so, you're burning alive too. So you it's just gotta punishing hope people that... for playing creatures. Yeah, you gotta hope that you're 
opponents are running a lot of creatures. Yeah, the repercussion's a little bit of a double-edged sword because, of course, if there's somebody playing a non-creature deck, the strategy doesn't work as well. Mm -hmm. So, I gotta run Brosh Taunter and, like, stuff it all in the deck. So then I can at least start hitting them for big damage, but also that's gonna hurt me, but in the yeah. long run, I think I do more damage to them that way. And you were saying like something like Dark Sphere prevents half the damage from a source, right? From that uh, yep. last one. So you throw that in and you just target repercussions so you don't take a huge amount of damage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my deck with uh, Torolf is burn all the creatures alive. Nothing lives. God. <laughs> So I don't think we need to talk too much about it. Um, I could also do the evil thing of, well, I'm going to double damage. Also going to include things like Aether Flash, which is a two colorless red and red enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, Aether Flash deals two damage to that creature. Jeez. And if you just boost damage with, like, Furnace of Wrath, Repercussion, oh, every time a creature comes into play, you take four damage. Yeah, I, I love Repercussion. It's gotten expensive. Um, I'm glad I bought a playset of it when I did. Yeah, it's like 30 bucks. Yeah, like, I saw it at five, and I was like, huh, that's kind of odd. <laughs> It's a good and card. then it's just been skyrocketing, and I'm like, oh, maybe I bought most of the repercussions all of nowhere. <laughs> you bought them. I all. just love the card. It just burns people, and it's it's really hard for people to deal with. It's it's a nostalgia card. I played that card in middle school, back in <laughs> like 2006 or seven. Back then. Long time ago. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my number three. I don't think there's like much more I can say about that deck. Of, you just do the all burn everything, uh, each creature, deal X damage to each creature, da 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 da. Yeah. All right. Um, so now we're on to number two, huh? So, I want to yeah. know, is our number one the same? Mm, I don't know. Let's go for number two. Let's see where, where we go. Um, go ahead. I had Itali, Primal Storm. Ooh, Itali. <laughs> that is a four colorless, two red, six six elder dinosaur. Whenever it attacks, exile the top card of each player's library, then you may cast any number of spells from among those cards without paying their mana cost. Don't you love Itali? <laughs> it's it like Grenzo. I played your deck. <laughs> yep. And of course you put Grenzo in this deck. Yeah. 
redundancy is always great. Right. Um, you know it's also um fun in the deck is maybe put in like Helm of the House so you get multiple Italis going in. Ooh. That would be really mean. <laughs> um, I have to admit, I love Itali's art. I'm a huge Spinosaurus fan, and having a legendary dinosaur that's a Spinosaurus made me so happy <laughs> when they made it. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I think Itali's fun. It's also Itali's also like Fifty cents because they've reprinted it into the ground. I think I have over a playset of Itali foil. Jeez, because uh, my wife goes and buys those like those re- those uh, mystery packs from like Walmart sometimes, and I kid you not, every single time we've bought in like one of those like packs that has like five packs from different sets and like two promos. Every single time, the promo is basically an Itali. <laughs> <laughs> so I have four foil Italis and I think I have like one non-foil they sure love that card yeah I, I will say I I will never say that Italis should never be reprinted in the ground that much because Italis is a great card I think it's a great red deck legend to start people with because it teaches yeah. you to mana fix and it's good and it teaches you to run like haste and you don't even need that good of a deck. You could even make it the focus point is making sure you keep a tally untouched, like protect a tally in mono red. Even also it teaches you to steal other people's cards, which is yeah. always nice magic. <laughs> yeah. Play control <laughs> mono red <laughs> control. Uh, that's great. I love you, Tali, though. Mm-hmm. I had to deal with it a lot in Standard. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. <laughs> uh, any other deck techs you'd do with Itali, or are we good on this one? Um, nope. I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, I guess if you really wanted to be creative, you could always do like a weird top deck manipulation thing where like you're stacking the top of your deck with like skull rack or something and then like be like, oh, look, I'm going to cast the top card of my deck without paying a spanner cost. Oh, no, it's an Eldrazi. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty mean. And I think. I don't think that's very common to play that kind of strategy in Monterey because there's not a lot of support for that. So I think it'd be kind of a hard build, but if you wanted to challenge yourself, I think it would be an interesting build to play. Like, that's what that was. I would call that like the old school kind of commander back in the day, Battle Cruiser Magic, as they used to call it. Because Commander didn't have a ton of redundancy effects like it kind of does nowadays, so you kind of have to play around with, well, I want this particular theme to work. Well, there's only like five cards with this redundant effect or less. Hmm. Yeah. I gotta figure out how to get that. <laughs> what are you saying? Sorry. Oh, no. I just I was agreeing. If you want to run a different like a uh... I guess an uncommon type of fun deck. There's not a lot of 
things that are the same, I guess. Yeah. I, I kind of miss that about old Commander versus Commander nowadays. It's just, there's just so much redundancy now. And it's like, I, I appreciate it. It makes deck teching really easy, but we're not getting spice anymore. Yeah, it's kind of not creative sometimes. Yeah, like, I remember, like, back in uh, Gate Crash, I had somebody tell me that I was playing one of the worst cards he had ever seen. He was like, why are you even playing with it? You want to know what card he was ranting about? What? Ogre Slumlord. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's not even that good. It's 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 good. It was good in the it's deck good, I was playing. <laughs> but it's not like that OP. But it was really OP in my deck, and he was like, it's terrible. Nobody plays that card. It's bad. And I'm like, no, it's <laughs> not. Let me beat you with it, and you'll understand. Okay. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should tell you what commander I'm playing, and then you'd be like, okay, never mind. Which, uh, it was Teza Orzov Sion was the commander. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, most decks I probably wouldn't include him, but in, like, a sack outlet deck, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good card. Oh, alright. Uh, now down to my number two, and then we'll see if our number ones are the same. I doubt it, based on our list being mm -hmm. actually pretty drastic. I don't think we've shared yeah. on this one. I don't either. Um, does that mean, like, red's a pretty successful color, then? Because we've just picked different things so drastically so far? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Alright, here's my number two. This might be your number one. It would not surprise me. <laughs> These that my top two are decks I have built or currently still have. This one is one I currently still have built. Which is Chandra, Fire of Kaladesh. A colorless, a red and a red, legendary creature, human shaman, two two. Whenever you cast a red spell, untap Chandra, Fire of Kaladesh. Tap Chandra, Fire of Kaladesh, deal one damage to target player. If Chandra has dealt three or more damage this turn, exile her, and then return her to the battlefield transformed under her owner's control. And then she has a flip side, which is... Chandra Roaring Flame. Planeswalker Chandra with comes in with four loyalty. Plus one. Chandra Roaring, Roaring Flame deals two damage to target player. Minus two. Chandra Roaring Flame deals two damage to target creature. Minus seven. Chandra Roaring Flame does six damage to each opponent. Each player dealt damage this way gets an emblem with at the beginning of your upkeep. This emblem does three damage to you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot. This is a deck I still have currently built. Now, I don't know if I've played this deck against you, Kayla. I, I don't think I've seen it. 
This is what I call my Chandra tribal deck. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I run every single Chandra in the deck. That I own. Chandra Spice? Yeah. This Chandra Club. <laughs> it's all red planeswalkers and does a bunch of red planeswalker things. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a fun deck. Um, it gets going pretty quick, and then I've got the impulse draw Chandra's, so there's there's literally not much it's not really that hard to play. Because it just keeps going. So I think I think she's fun. Um back in standard when she was played in standard back in Magic Origins days of um Magic Duels on the, on the like stores. Uh, I played it on the Xbox. Um, I found a nifty trick about her effect because obviously it's like, well, do I just play three spells to to get that effect to go? That doesn't seem very good, right, Kayla? Are you looking at this card? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Okay. There are a lot of Chandras. <laughs> and then Chandra's regulator. Yeah. Yeah, I have the regulator in the deck too. I also have her goggles. I have her gauntlet. <laughs> It's Chandra, 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 Tribal. God. It's 50 Shades of Chandra, I would say. Chandra Spiced. <laughs> so, Chandra being a 2-2 has this interesting effect about her ability... That says it deals one damage to target player. If Chandra dealt three or more damage this turn, exile her. So you mm. punch somebody in the face with her, play a spell, untap her, tap her, now she's transforming into her planeswalker side. Because she dealt three damage to a player. Yeah. <laughs> Which normally it was it was more intended to be you just you just pay the you do the effects three times, but this works. <laughs> oh, you can just slap somebody in the face for two damage and then untap her by casting a red spell, ping, and then she transforms into our <laughs> planeswalker side. So I find the Chandra Tribal deck to be kind of entertaining. It's very destructive. Um the uh, last time I played it, it was pretty bad. I felt bad about what I did. Why? I had a Chandra Blaze in play. That's a great card. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember if it was her old or if I cast something else. Oh no, I cast something else.
Uh, let me get Chandra Blaze so I can see. Because it, it dealt with her doing... Where is Chandra? What the heck? Hold on. Does Chandra Ablaze really have the different name? What do you mean? Looking at yeah, what the heck? So Chandra Ablaze doesn't have a comma after Chandra, and all the other Chandras have a comma. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> so that's her last name. No, yeah. her middle name. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you want to know what I did, and I feel really <laughs> bad. I uh, I got Chandra Blaze out really early. Always a bad thing. Um, I also was able to boost her loyalty pretty quickly. Uh, I did her minus seven, and she stayed alive. And I cast uh, Devastation from my graveyard. What's that do? Uh, uh, <clears throat> wow, Devastation's an expensive card. <laughs> it destroys all creatures and all land. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got, like, Chandra Blaze out turn four, and nobody answered it, and I ultimate... Like, before I ultimated, I had, like, the ultimate ability so I could ultimate and keep her alive level of sustain. So it was, like, turn 7. And I disc... I did a... I did a madness effect. I did, like, a, um... Like, throw a possibility. I discarded Devastation to my graveyard, and I drew two cards, and then I... I cast Devastation out. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, Devastation's gotten up there. It's $20 now. Um, yeah, the red board wipes are very mean. They really are. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a very mean thing. I basically took two players out of the game. We were all rebuilding, basically. <laughs> <laughs> You can imagine everybody was very happy about having to rebuild lands that game. Yeah. Well, the funny fun. thing was, I actually got kind of screwed because I didn't hit any more lands. Like, I lost all my <laughs> lands and no I couldn't recover. And then everybody was targeting you. Well, two <laughs> players also weren't hitting lands. One player was. And they oh, had geez. things to play, too. And they ended up killing me and then killing everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> You were getting that hate. Yeah, I deserved it, though. <laughs> They're like, you blew up everything. <laughs> They're lucky I didn't play Obliterate, though. Actually, no, it, I, I think it might have been Obliterate, actually. Yeah, I think it actually was Obliterate and not Devastation because I remember there was nothing in play. No artifacts, nothing except my oh, walker. Geez. It was just Chandra in play afterward. 
But yeah, it's a fun deck. Uh, I advise not to play Land Destruction. Um, I did it once. I think everybody should do it once and then never again. <laughs> it's not fun to play when you don't have life. Yeah. Now, here, here's my argument. Now, I know a lot of people are like, don't, don't play Armageddon. That's a horrible card. It should just be banned. Okay, okay, okay. Let's think about this nowadays. Like, sure. Like, I would say before the newest Zendikar came out, I would agree. Uh, Armageddon might might not be, like, an okay card to play. Well, let's talk about Ashaya here for a second. Ashaya turns all your creatures into lands. And most things don't kill non-lands unless it's, like, destroy all creatures, you know? Yeah. So, you're telling me in the worst case, if I play an Armageddon against an Ashaya, like, yeah, I'm sure everyone hates me for blowing up lands, but at the same time, it's a creature board wipe. Like, why wouldn't I? It almost seems like you're encouraging us to play Armageddon now. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, I have mixed feelings about Armageddon. I have, I have a friend who always tells me to play it, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to be that person. He's like, you have the card, play it! And I'm like, it's <laughs> awful! <laughs> Kayla, you've met that person who keeps telling me to play Armageddon, though. Who is that? Nick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you should play Armageddon. I'm like, no. <laughs> I should, but I, I, I really need a degenerate deck to play that in. Yeah, just do it. Uh, but if I build that deck, Kayla, it'll just be a stacks deck. <laughs> uh, we're getting off topic. We're talking about white cards in the red episode. <laughs> Blasphemy. Yeah, I know. All right, number one. Big, big time. All right, Kayla. Should we try this on three and see if we have the same thing? I doubt it, but this is my favorite. Never all-time... goes well. <laughs> huh? This Might never well. goes well. Oh yeah, it never does, but that's okay. It went well when we did the tricolors. What the heck? <laughs> uh all right. Let's just do it anyway. I'm sure it's different, but <laughs> it doesn't hurt. This is my all-star. Um my favorite. Like, when I had this deck, this deck was so much fun. <laughs> Alright. Three, two, one. Got it. <laughs> I did think it was going to be the same. What do you have? Urubrosk. Not familiar. Uh, the Phyrexian Oh! Oh, the Praetor. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Uh, go ahead and give me a read for it. It is... Um, three colorless, two red, four four Phyrexian Praetor. Uh, creatures you control have haste. Creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. So Urbras taps that. Yep. (laughs) 
How did I know you had to pray to Or? Because <laughs> it's Phyrexia, you have to. <laughs> yes. So you're doing like a hasty oppression attack kind of thing because their creatures all come in tapped. Yeah. I mean, this is just pretty much straight creatures. Um, maybe some mana ramp to get some bigger creatures out real quick. Yeah. Was that a wild Shion I heard? It was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cats are like, getting a little antsy. <laughs> <laughs> antsy in their pantsy. Yep. So you're just going with a kind of a go wide strategy? Yeah, pretty much. You could throw Itali in the deck and then Itali would have haste. Ooh, true. <laughs> that was something I did. I don't know if I mentioned that Itali kind of needs haste. That's like something in the deck tech you have to build. Mm -hmm. If I missed that, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Urbasque is great. Uh, I think it's the worst Praetor out of them all, but, you know, it's still good. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but compared to the other Praetors, it's easily the worst. It's the only Praetor I'm missing. <laughs> well, that's not true. I don't I don't have Nuvorni either, but we're ignoring that. Ooh, blasphemy. I know, I don't have new Vorny. I didn't pull <laughs> it. And I don't want to dump $40 on it. Yeah. I want to play the gotcha game and gotcha good. <laughs> I want to win the lotto, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, I think uh, I think Urbask is pretty fun. You could do pretty easy go white strategies, giving things haste that normally wouldn't have haste. Like, I mean, if you wanted to go kind of degenerate a bit, you could even include like some Eldrazi that are like, oh look, Eldrazi comes in with haste. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> do a lot of like really fun screwy combos to do to people uh you could if you want to invest money eldrazi blightstone colossus uh <laughs> there's a lot you could do here or you could even go with like go wise strategies bunch of little goblin boys or something like that dragons uh, just giving your entire team haste on with something in your command zone that does it is pretty big i think yeah Pretty easy strategy to build around. Um, Red's got a lot of creatures, um, so it's it's a pretty easy strategy to go with. And like, of course, you don't really need the hasty creatures as much. I think like if you're running like your bombs, don't need haste because Urbask will probably be in play to give them haste. So. I think it's a pretty easy build. I think you could build that one pretty easily. I think Urbask is like, what's his price point? Uh, I think it's like 10 bucks. Cheap. Pretty cheap. You could build it. Uh, beginner beginner deck, it's not pretty... It's not the worst, not the best, but like you could easily build it. Yeah. Run Grenzo in the deck. 
Put Grenzo in every red deck. In every and deck ever. Or all destroy all creatures deck. <laughs> all right. So what do you have number for one. number one? Huh? So what do you have for number one? I can't I... hear when we both say it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's fine. Um, I have Jaya Ballard, the oh, okay. Task Mage. Um, one colorless double red legendary creature, human spell shaper two two, has three activated abilities. First one, a one red, tap her, discard a card, destroy target blue permanent. I already love it. <laughs> one colorless, one red, tap, discard a card, Jaya, um, Balliard. Task Mage deals 3 damage to any target. It, creature dealt damage this way can't be regenerated this turn. And the snazziest of all the abilities, 5 colorless, double red, tap her, discard a card, Jaya Bayard, deals 6 damage to each creature and each player. That's expensive, though. Because <laughs> bottom effect's really expensive. Um, when I built this deck, it was a mono-red madness deck. So I discard a card to do her effect. Oh, look. I, uh, I'm i fiery... I'm doing... Uh, I think it's like Fiery Temper from the Shadows over Indistrad, I think it is. No, not Fiery Temper. What is it? Uh, let me just pull up some red madness cards. How about that? And I'll just kind of tell you what I did. It was basically a red madness deck is what I did. There's more support of it nowadays, so I could probably do it pretty well. Yeah, it was Fiery Temper. Um, it's a colorless and a double red instant. Deals three damage to any target with madness of one red. So... That second effect, you pay two, discard a card, deal three damage. So for three mana, you deal six damage to one target. Is what was like most of the time I was doing crazy things with this deck. Jeez. <laughs> and I ran a little bit of a vampire tribal because... Um, Balkanrath Gorger... Says each vampire card you own that isn't on the battlefield has madness, and madness cost is equal to its mana cost. And he's a one red, two one vampire berserker. Full <laughs> career. Now, like, I would say, like, playing mono red vampire tribal is kind of crappy because there's not a lot of red vampires, but there's decent red vampires. But now, now we're in the days of Muscle Nexus, so I can make yeah. everything in my deck a vampire. So now everything I discard with with uh, Jaya's abilities, it's a creature. This guy's like, "Hey, it's a vampire. Go ahead, pay its 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 mana costs, its mana value, and um, put it into play." So that just like opened the door to even more ways to play this deck, and that's just kind of what I did. Was just it was just a madness build. 
And there's there's not a ton of red madness. It was kind of tricky, but you know, I made it work. Uh, it was a fun deck, though. Yeah. Um, I think I had some like recursion too. I don't remember what I what I was doing, but I tore that part of the deck that deck apart and kind of just it. It's it's components. The madness components fell out, and then the the rest of the deck kind of smoothed into the Chandra deck. So. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So my Jaya deck turned into a Chandra tribal deck. I mean, makes sense. But yeah, it's kind of funny because she's like kind of the mentor nowadays for Chandra. So funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Jaya is my number one pick, definitely for red. I know the other list we weren't really doing like the top legends, but I think I think Jaya is my number one for sure. What about you? Um, what would you say is the top red commander that we've mentioned? I don't know. I like Itali, honestly. Or maybe Grenko, because we just mentioned it so much. The good old Grenzo. You know what yeah, I did I think, forget? I think Grenzo is amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, of course, like, old Krenko's good, but even Grenzo, I think, I think Grenzo being like, what? You said he was like a colorless and a red two cost. Uh, two red. Two red. Oh, jeez, that's still like amazing. Like, I think, I think Renzo is probably, arguably, one of the best early game commanders, and he even go keeps going into late game. And you can build that deck any number of ways. Really, he can build it where he has evasion. Um, you could build it where it's tons of mana rocks, and so then you can just play out people's decks. There's so many ways. I think I all agree. I think as much as I love Jaya and her blue hate effect, I have <laughs> to agree with you that Grenzo, I think, is probably the best mono red commander. You know what I forgot to mention? Hmm. Um, with Urbrask. What's that? It's a couple of cards. So there was a card that's an enchantment. It's Anzoran Ruins. Um, as it comes into play, choose a creature type. Creatures of the chosen type don't untap during their controller's untap steps. Okay. There's also Juntu Stakes. Creatures with power one or less don't untap during their controller's untap steps. Are you playing actually... red stacks? Yeah, <laughs> there's actually <laughs> a few like meek stone creatures oh. with power three or greater don't untap. So you are playing. You're playing. You're playing stacks. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll... Please build this. I need I need it in my life. <laughs> play her rest stacks, please. I want to see it. Nobody else, please don't do this to your community, but Kayla, please. I need it. <laughs> I need this in my life. All right. I, I did actually have it. Stacks. 
mono red stacks. <laughs> um, I'll make an honorable mention of the I, I, besides Grenzo, the most overpowered commander of all time, which is Dered Dered uh, Oh yeah, I didn't even mention him. I was like, nah. We didn't mention. I didn't mention him either. I was just like. Isn't even worth mentioning Duretti when everybody already knows Duretti's probably the best commander of all time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, Grenzo's the greatest creature. Duretti's the greatest commander. Yeah. It's just, Duretti's too easy to really get a good deck build with Duretti, and most of the time it's very oppressive. I've not played an, against a Duretti deck that isn't oppressive. Oh, yeah. Very true. It's very controlling, which is very funny. It's another mono-red control deck, which... That's such a weird thing. That's not a red thing. Red's aggro. Stop it. (laughs) But I do love... I love Duretti. I think Duretti's a great card. But... I don't know if there's much more we can talk about today on, on these. I think red... All right. Okay. Well, actually, no, we're not done. Um... We need to talk about red. We just finished it. Besides Grenzo, like, does red suffer from the same kind of thing that the other colors were? Of there's a con- there's a pretty there's a pretty big theme between there's a pretty big archetypes that share with the legends that we saw. Because mm. like black was was basically sactocrats pay life, gain life kind of stuff, right? I feel like red is just go hard real fast. (laughs) It's put the gas on. Yeah. So it's literally just friction is what you're telling me. Yeah, pretty much. Red just wants to heat it up. (laughs) No matter how in what way just heat it up very fast. Go, go, go. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I burned you all alive. My bad. Like, even, uh, I think even Duretti decks are pretty quick, too. So, I think red decks are definitely go fast. It's just the different ways of going fast is what makes it different. Yeah. I can appreciate that, though. So, alrighty, uh, is that does is that it for the red episode? I think so. We covered so a gonna, lot. You're gonna build that Urbask stack deck now. <laughs> I guess I have to now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I I think we need to see it. Jonathan needs to suffer with it too. <laughs> Try to get out of red stacks. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a meme. Red stacks. Yeah, it kind of does. Don't don't forget to include Ugin's Nexus so people can't take extra turns. Naughty, naughty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we had a lot of fun today. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't spend too much time, I think, talking about decks as much, but 
it, it's hard when it seems like we're talking about the same deck. Mm-hmm. Reds just go fast, go fast, go fast. You can't. It really is. So it's like if red slows down, red loses. I feel like like if you if red doesn't just keep gassing the entire game, they're lo- they're gonna lose. They're definitely like if we're gonna talk about like an archetype of commanders, like red's the the street racers of commander. They're all about going fast. Mm-hmm. They want to be first place. They want to win and close it out quick. So, all right. Well, this has been Chris, and this is Kayla, and. We are made in EDH. And we will catch you on the next one of part one of our green. I will come up with a clever title then. (laughs) So we will catch you then. Bye-bye. Bye.